Hey, so Parlay Pete, man, part three. So part three is going to be like the most mixed up part of the show. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA. We're going to talk some pop culture slash a little bit of politics-ish, not, not too in-depth. And, and then we'll close it out with the picks for the week. Does that work for you? I couldn't have written it any better. Let's get it. So NBA, <clears throat> we got the point explosion. We got the all-star. We got the all-star votes uh, <laughs> coming out. And we got the Lakers lacking. Bro, this Jimmy Butler, this Jimmy Butler picture from Media Day is just hilarious with these long ass woman dreads that aren't real. Earlier today, so crazy enough, I think I told you pre-production, you know, one thing we like to do is get lunch around here. Yep. And so of course ESPN is typically on most places where we go. Because, you know, men are typically at the bar. But uh yeah, I'm sure that there are women. My mom's a huge huge sports fan. So, I mean, she would love to see, go to a bar and see what ESPN be on too. But nonetheless, um, had to clean that up. Uh, in the picture that they showed for like all-star voting, mm-hmm. they had Jimmy Butler's picture and it wasn't that picture. You know what they used? What? And I'm sure if you get on Twitter and look this shit up, I promise you it will show up because I know I'm not the only one that saw it. They used like this, they used this NBA 2K picture, bro. Like, it was the craziest thing I had seen. Even if you want to text into the group chat, ask Justice. He saw it, too, because we couldn't believe it because it was just like, I was like, are they using his fucking 2K picture? Bro, they used his NBA 2K picture. And when I say his NBA 2K picture, I mean literally the 3D animation. Yes, it was not like his NBA 2K picture where it was clearly, which, I mean, those, the real-life pictures they use, I imagine the team photo picture. But... No, they use like his like if you were editing him as a player and wanted to like change his hair or like his jersey number or something, they were using that photo of him. Breaking news. Vince McMahon back at WWE ahead of media rights negotiations. Oh man. <laughs> they, they, they I guess the numbers have been down since Triple H has been running the show. Like, ah, you can't yeah, play you the game, huh, Hunter? Let's see, hold on. Now, you said he's back as the what? Vince McMahon back at WWE ahead of media rights negotiations. Former WWE CEO Vince McMahon, who remains the controlling shareholder of the wrestling organization, plans to return to the company to fully capitalize on the upcoming media rights negotiation. Oh, so he's just going to walk in and and tell them how much they're going to pay because he don't trust Triple H and Stephanie to handle it right because they don't know. He didn't let them into the meetings. Because what Vince going to say is... to show out to some women, you know he's like, oh, hell no. We gonna, well, it, it, you know there was always this rumor with the WWE that he was going to sell and that he was going to sell to Disney. That's I like an open like, thing. If I don't even watch wrestling, but I don't want Disney to get wrestling. But anyway, let, let, let's get to All Star. Let's get to All Star, man. Because I don't, I have to give this breaking news story because Vince McMahon's gonna go get his money. Uh, because he's still a controlling partner, which means he's he's running the show. He's just not the CEO and title. But um, let me go to my saved. Let me go to my saved. All right. So currently, your your Western Conference All Star starters: LeBron James. Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Clutch Sports put in the phone call to make sure that their two top guys are starters. 
because okay. LeBron's lead on the votes, and we'll get to that in a little bit, is crazy. It's AD, LeBron, but he's also the you could argue the most popular player in the NBA. True. So, uh, AD has missed a lot of games, and he's hurt. Steph Curry's hurt. He'll be back soon. But here's what I take from this: for one, they definitely have like this is the best five player in the Western Conference, if you ask me. Um, I mean, I, Josh, sorry, dog. You you coming in third to some to some dogs, and um, but LeBron, man, you're twenty. Did you see the post of like LeBron and all the uh sons and father combos he played against? Who? Yeah, no, I didn't. Who? Uh, hold on, let me. I'll find it for you real quick because I, I know what group six is in that it's not real far. Hey, by the way, the Clippers are getting fucking waxed. Yeah, I'm watching 6123. Like, I, I, I read it and watch this. I mean, right, so, so listen to this Gary Payton and Gary Payton the second, King and Martin and King and Martin Jr., Rick Brunson and Jalen Brunson, Gary Trent and Gary Trent Jr. Glenn Robinson and Glenn Robinson III, Samaki Walker and Jabari Walker, Adrian Griffin and AJ Griffin, Jabari Smith and Jabari Smith Jr. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight father son combos that he played against. It's a crazy stat. And the fact that he's he's going on the scoring tear and is going to average close to thirty points per game in in his se- his twentieth season is crazy, and the season's going to go to waste. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But back to back to the uh, the voting. Let's go to the Eastern because there's no there's no debate on the West side, but on the East Coast we have uh, Katie, my MVP pick, Giannis. Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell. Kyrie Irving, hey, hey, write this down. Kyrie Irving will not start in the NBA All-Star game, and I am not confident that Kyrie Irving will make the All-Star team. I'm going to label this as a hot take overall. And I get your reasoning because we kind of already did discuss it, but, like, come on, man. He's on it. First of all, he's on a heater. The, the Nets are the best team in the East right now. They're the best team in the East. And you can argue they're the, the best team in the NBA right now. I'm not going to argue with you. And, I and think John, John, Vaughn, John Vaughn is on pace right now. He's coach definitely of coach of the year. Coach of the year. And Steve Nash will never get a job coaching ever again. Like, Steve Nash is the thing you hack it. Oh. You think he's he that bad? It. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't, was Steve Nash the coach of that Nets team that played in the bubble when none of, neither like none of them were playing and it was like they no. were like the they ended up getting like the eight seed and like no uh, I want to say Jock Vaughn like, ass off though like and like I think they ended up winning one of those games no it was, it was it was the guy who turned who took the uh, Charlotte job then then t- turned it down I can't think of his name but it was not, uh, not Schneider obviously uh, he was a hawk guy though he was like a hawk. He's one of Bud's guys. Yeah, uh, I, 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 not Kenny Atkins, but Atkins. 
Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Atkins. I think Kenny Atkinson or whatever. He he's a he's Spurs pedigree. Yeah, him. Yeah. So, Jack Vaughn, Coach of the Year, and I don't I don't think it's close because the dumpster fire and 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 here's why I I I get so frustrated with so much of of sports media because the way they cover Kevin Durant and the way they cover Kyrie Irving it, it really shows like a bias. I I heard Bill Simmons say. I guess I got to put Kyrie here, even though I don't want to. Hey, dog, it, it's not about how you feel. It's about what we're putting on the court. Kyrie Irving is damn near 40, 50, 90 again. Mm-hmm. And for all the people who like, well, a Kyrie blow up is inevitable. It's going to come soon. He's been too quiet for too long. Most of the stuff that Kyrie does, it's not as bad as y'all play it out to be. Y'all just play it out because y'all don't understand it. And I don't always agree with what Kyrie is doing, but dog, we went to Morehouse. How many how many dudes do we go to college with who who are wired the way that Kyrie is, and they think he think the way that they think, and we go, nah, bro, I get where you coming from. I, I, I just ain't coming like that, boss. Right. Like that. So I just think the the NBA is gonna step in, and. And once they do the the media vote, because the media is not going to vote for Kyrie to make the All Star game, they're going to vote for Halliburton because they love him. And he's had a terrific season, but he's he, he terrific season. He he's playing all NBA basketball, but he's not playing All Star basketball. And there's a difference there because the All Star game is entertaining, and sometimes mm-hmm. the best players are not entertaining. Tim Duncan, terrible All Star game guy, <laughs> Hall of Famer, All NBA every year, no no problems, right? But the media's going to vote Kyrie down because they don't like him. They're not evaluating the talent. They're not evaluating what he's doing on the court. They're going to say, well, when he was the lead dog at Boston, it, it it didn't work. So there's no way that he's better. He's playing better than Halliburton. But all right, dog. So he won't. he's not going to be a starter, and then it's going to be up to the coaches to pick the reserves. And I think it's going to get ugly. Kyrie's not going to get picked. And he's gonna get vocal. We'll even have to get vocal. I think it'll be. Well, I think social media will stand up for it. You already know, KD. You already know, KD gonna have something to say. LeBron gonna have something to say, and then somebody gonna have a phantom, a phantom hamstring, <laughs> and then Kyrie gonna end up on on on. on, on. You think huh? it'll be him that ends up getting it? It'll be Halbert that ends up getting it too, right? To make it ironic. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the guards. So let's so let's look at the actual voting itself. Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. So in the East, the top vote getter is Kevin Durant, uh, three million one hundred eighteen thousand five hundred forty five votes. Giannis is number two, two thousand nine hundred ninety eight votes, nine hundred ninety eight three hundred twenty seven votes. Then you got Embiid, Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Kyle Kuzma seven. Uh, He's actually having a pretty good year. He shouldn't be yeah. an all-star, but he's having a good year. Paolo uh, Bencero. Porzingis. Not on there. Nick Claxton and Jared Whoa. Allen. That's the top 10 front court for the first. On no the guard. No. Do you know what Porzingis' numbers are? Nah, tell me. Here, I need to pull this up. Give me one You second. pull them up. And the, the guards, Kyrie Irving's number one with two million votes. They're going to cook the books to make Donovan Mitchell and James Harden pass him. Maybe Donovan Mitchell and, J- and Jalen Brown, because I don't think they want James Harden, because, you know, the NBA media don't like him either, because he, he quit on two teams, even though Kyrie low-key quit on, on him. But 
conversation for another day. So we got Kyrie Irving, one, Donovan Mitchell, two, James Harden, three, Jalen Brown, four, Trey Young, five. Good. I'm glad people are turning on Trey Young. Trey, Trey. Uh, hashtag trade Trey. Six, DeMar DeRozan. Seven, LaMelo Ball. Eight, Tyrese Halliburton. Nine, Derrick Rose. Ten, Darius Garland. Let me tell you something about Halliburton. I think Halliburton is a great player having a great year. But you play in Indiana, a shitty market. You played in Sacramento before that, a shitty market. And um, you're really good, but... Yo, Kyle Lowry made a lot of All-Star games, but, bro, I didn't want to see Kyle Lowry in an All-Star game. Being real. Yeah, and I'm talking he, about a TV product. Fat ass running up and down the court doing this, you know, <laughs> clear out. He's like, let me feed it to Brown. <laughs> let me take a charge in crunch time in an all-star game and they call it. Right. right. We're going to 24 guys. We're down too. I really need to take this charge. You know, LeBron's going to want to dunk. <laughs> like, you know, he's coming right down the lane. Right? I've seen this before in the playoffs. I know exactly what he's going to do. And, and, and like his, his, his his man parts, they fit perfectly on my forehead if I go half an inch on my tippy toes. But if I sit down, he'll clear me. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, you do you think Kyle Lowry, I know really kind of off topic, but on brand with what we're saying, you think Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer? I think he gets in the Hall of Fame. Definitely not first ballot, but you think he gets in, though? I like Kind of like Tim Hardaway just got in, right? Like one of those yeah. type of get it. Yeah, I think he gets in. I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer though. I, I wish the I wish the NBA. I wish the NBA the greatest raptor ever. Huh? Over over VC. A lot of people think he's the best raptor ever. I think he's the best raptor ever. I agree. Well, just, that just, just, hard, you know, if you're the best player in franchise history. How are you not a Hall of Famer? Because maybe your franchise hasn't had great players. But they have. Ooh. I don't know if Demar is. DeMar DeRozan's like a borderline Hall of Fame player. DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Kawhi Leonard will be in the Hall of Fame. He played one year with the Raptors, so he don't count. He won the finals MVP. I, was, know, I know, but like as compared, like comparing him to Raptors greats. He's, he's not on his bus, right? They call it their bus. On his bus, it's not going to be him in a Raptors jersey. Like, no, I get it. the Clippers. It should be the Spurs, but I think it'll be the Clippers. If he wins a title with the Clippers, I think so. And, of course, if he, like, stays put there the rest of his career, like, yeah. But if he doesn't win a title, I don't know why it wouldn't be Spurs. I think it should be Spurs, but I think he'll go Clippers. The Clippers are a cursed franchise. They don't don't win things. Um – but, no, I I think Kyle Lowry gets in. I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer. Um, I heard some uh, white sports media, uh, Bill Simmons, talking about maybe uh, uh, Lori uh, Markkinen. He's like, Lori Markkinen should be an all-star. And I'm like, no, no. Uh, I don't no, think that's it. a bad thing. Well, he, I mean, we just talked about it here. You just saw. I mean, you're like, yes. he's like, you're like Lori Markkinen's got 43. He's done that a few times this year. Well, here's the thing about the all-star game. Players vote. Fans vote. Fans are betting are going to vote on brand names, but and a lot of players will vote for him. I think the players also going to vote for brand names. For one, they want to kick it with their partners. Two, they know how elite it is to be an all star. And hey, dog, what party? What party is Laurie going to be at? Who who we going to be kicking it with? All star weekend. In city. He's in Utah. The game is in Salt Lake City. He will be an all star. 
They always put a guy on the team. Bro, I'm trying to think. Uh, when the All-Star game was here, who was our All-Star? The 04 All-Star game? No, 03. 03. It was 03. 03, yeah. 03 here. Sharif, I know he made it the year before. I don't know if he made it that year, though. I, I don't think anybody else could have done it but Sharif. He would have been the only one, yeah, no three. I don't think he was on the team, though. I went to the game. I just – I don't – I know that Sharif made it the year before. You see. know Sharif is the president of NBA player development? Really? Yeah. Let's see. Abdurrahim. He was a solid pro. Guys like him and Joe Johnson, it's so weird how the Hawks just get the same type of guys over and over and over again. Bro, but, 18, 18, seven and a half, and – Two and a half rebounds for a career. Yeah, so he only made it that that the year before. So he was not. So I guess we didn't have one. But the Hawks were so fucking bad, man. Like, I mean, think about it. We flipped that. That year, we were so bad that we took Marvin Williams, a six-man on a national championship team. Oh, no, he was the 05 draft. Are you talking about when we um, took the six-man over Chris Paul or Darren Williams? Yeah. You know, Chris Paul, who's still playing in the league right now. I'm Granted, he's not playing great this year. But he was an all-star last year. Darren Williams was on the best player on Illinois' team that went to the national championship and was obviously a very good pro for seven years. Seven, he had about seven really good years in the NBA, like where he was an all-star. Yeah. That, that, that now, Atlanta, Atlanta drafts the wrong guy. And you know what? I was wrong about Trey. So I just kept Luca. Who cares how the city feels about him? Get the better wrong guy. About Trey or were you wrong about Luca? Because I don't think you're wrong about Trey. I think – we're wrong about the idea I, of no, 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 no. being who should have been selected. No, no. My whole thing was, was I, and I still stand by, I don't think as the, the, with their style of play, neither one will win a championship. Uh, but I was like, Hey, the difference between Luca and Trey is, is not as far as we want to make it out to be. We got an extra draft pick that we turned into Deandre Hunter. And, um, Cam Reddish, what, uh, yeah, who's actually good, but personality problems. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah, we turned to Cam Reddish, who I like at the moment, but uh, I thought Trey Young was a better face for the city. So not just winning games, but selling tickets, selling jerseys, all of that. So I thought Trey was the right move. But at this point, I don't like Trey's personality. I don't He's like the league. I don't like the leaks. I don't like his hair. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like what he what how he, re, he carries himself as the best player of our team. I think we're losing games because after the the trade might want to leave thing came out, that really hit players hard because maybe that's the first time they heard it for real, for real. You know what I mean, like. We've been losing. We're below 500 right now. And Trey took 12 shots yesterday. Two threes or three threes. Like, guess what happened? We won. won. In large part because of, because I'm sure you were watching it too, just like I was, because we were the only two in the group chat. Yep. And DeJounte Murray won them that game. Not just because obviously the great steal at the end and then, you know, taking it to the whole strong, but like, DeJounte Murray is the leader of the Hawks. Yes, DeJounte Murray, he sets the best all-around player on the Hawks. DeJounte Murray plays team basketball. 
end of the day, like DeJounte Murray cares about the team and not just DeJounte and getting his because, oh, yeah, he played for Pop where, I mean, he made the All-Star game last year, the alternate, but if you look at his numbers, you go, he's like 17, 8, and 8. Oh, this guy plays team basketball. Well, time out. I'll give you the numbers. He was actually, he was like 23, 9, and 8. That's what he ended the end of yeah. the season. And you look at yeah. that, and to me, that looks better than Trey's 30 and 10. Yeah. Because that 23 means you're passing the ball, not just to get an assist. You're passing the ball to, to run offense. Well, because it's the right basketball play. Exactly. So we talked about this. Uh we're not saying that we're not saying that we want DeJounte to be the best player on the team. But if he is the leader of the team and we get him a a a good running mate, a good a good wing who can get buckets, play some defense for Trey Young or Shea. Bye. Bye. Sorry, dog. Like, I'm sorry. This city is starved for championships that black Atlanta cares about. We that we want the Hawks and the Falcons to win. You and I, we 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 love the the Braves World Series. We're looking forward oh. to Georgia going back to back. Like, bro, if 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 I weren't married, I would come up this weekend. I'd be like, hey, can I either kick it at the house or I'll go bullshit all day and link back up Monday to watch the national championship game. But because I'm married, I got to come back home. Right. Because I would want to be with my with my Georgia fans. But also, in Atlanta, in a, in a, don't get me wrong, there's a bunch of Bulldog fans around here, and I'm probably going to go to some local bar and watch the game. I don't know. It depends if the wife wants to come with me. But point being is that for, like, we care about Georgia Bulldogs winning a natty. But you know a lot of people we see at the Falcons game, they are Falcons fans. Yes. Yes. And, and let's be real. Most of the most black Georgia fans, George, the, the state of Georgia, not UGA fans, Georgia sports fans, or y'all are fair weather. Y'all like basketball and football. Y'all like pro basketball and pro football. That's all y'all care about. And when the Hawks were in the playoffs making that run, y'all were all for it. But y'all ain't going to go watch them play OKC and be like, yo, Shea Gildress and Josh Giddy is nice. Let me see how Trey and, um, and hang on, and uh, DeJounte play against them too. Like two. Two sets of young guards who can really get out here and get it. Y'all, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't there for that. New no. York Knicks, New York Knicks are sell out against against Charlotte because they have oh, real man. fans, and they ain't won since the seventies. And Georgia sports fans, hey bro, y'all suck. We, you want to know what it is? And this is why it's great that you bought the Knicks up for why the Knicks are. We lack passion here. There seems to be no passion, like whatsoever. For the sports teams, if they're doing well, hey, you guys want to go to the Hawks game because I've been hearing a lot about like what they're doing or their corporate event or something. There isn't very many season ticket holding fans um, that do it. There are some people that do it because they want their – I know for a fact at least something like my mom, and it helped tremendously exposure-wise. Of course, they had the disposable income to do it, but like at the same time, exposure – my mom wanted us to, to to be able to go to games. Like, you know what I mean? Because we could. 
And she was a fan herself, but like the exposure. Then there's there's people like that that it's like, well, I want my kids to go so they can be exposed, so that maybe one day they can believe that they can do this too. If this is what they so desire, which she knows when we played ball, so of course we want to do it. And then there's still the fandom wrapped in it too, because uh, like you said uh, earlier with the uh, uh, classmates in first grade, if you're around something a lot, you're gonna begin to like it a little bit more too. And so. It's, 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 it's a similar situation with that. You'll grow to be that. Or even just the idea, the camaraderie of being with your family and doing this. It becomes a tradition in people's family, and, and they grow to love it together. It's something that you can do together. And then there are people that, you know, obviously are just kind of, uh, let's go to the game. Hey, and here's another, here's another thing that we're missing. Tickets are cheap. It's a date night. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're, we're missing middle class and poor fans. They're getting priced out. I know renovations at uh, State Farm, and then of course Mercedes Benz itself. Uh, you know, being the behemoth of the South, we're 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 losing our blue collar fans. The ones who are going to go to the game, get super trash, might end up in jail, and still want to work in the morning. Those are that's what brings the passion, because just like that guy calling people silverbacks back to hour two uh, uh, on the Paul. <laughs> On the Paul Feinbaum show, yo, do you know how much passion it takes to call into a radio show and think that you can call a bunch of black players indirectly thugs and silverbacks? Because he didn't he didn't specify who he was talking about. He just said the SEC is full of thugs. And then he said silverbacks. Black people yeah. get called like thug is the new way of saying the N-word, and monkeys is the old way of saying the N-word. <laughs> and he used both. Yeah, but you know what? He's a passionate fan. If you go up to him and you say "f Ohio State," he's gonna fight you because he's gonna think you disrespected him, his dad, his mom. You know what I mean? Like he probably hates Baker Mayfield for planting that flag. He's not over <laughs> that. You know what I mean? He don't he never have, we don't have many fans like that, but part of it is because of the city, the people in the city who can afford this stuff, bro. They're cool. They're they're entertainers, they're 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 druggies, drug dealers, they're you know what I mean like or they're super corporate like there's there's not that good solid middle class you know that is hey man I'm get I'm getting the 15 game package for the Hawks you know I can't afford season tickets for the Falcons but we're going to three games this year you know by golly. Not even not by God, like, hey, I am, well, we're going to get three games. Like, that's not what we have. Again, you know, like, I'm I'm more of a Michael Vick guy than you are, but the fact that Michael Vick is loved way more than Matt Ryan is and the success isn't there, I don't care about why it's not there. It's not there. Matt Ryan is the best Falcon to put on the jersey. Yes, you can say Julio. Julio is is greater. Julio should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Julio was like the best at his position at one point in his league. I don't think Matt ever was. But at the end of the day, bro, if you look at Matt Ryan is the best thing that's happened to the Atlanta Falcons in recent history. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, bro. Like, you got you you got to be able to, to take your personal stuff out of it and maybe like the team. But, again, it's not about teams anymore. It's about players. So, Atlanta – 
get better players so people like the team just because of the players. Um, golly, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that's the very young thing. Yeah, and we like Trey until we like Trey until we didn't. And we hey, this podcast, we support Trey Young as long as he's on the Hawks. We want him to be his best self. Absolutely, because we want to win. Yeah, that's what's most important: winning. But if we can upgrade from Trey, man, we don't love him that much. Send his ass home. Question: If we could have got, if we could have straight up traded Matt Ryan for Aaron Rodgers in 2011, would you have done it? Yes. Because at the end of the day, I know how much you love Matt Ryan. We're upgrading the position. And you like the Falcons more than you like Matt Ryan. Exactly. Bottom line. So, yeah, no, I absolutely would have made that deal. I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. Hell, I mean, I would have done that shit after the MVP season. Me too. I would have done it last year. I, I, I would argue, aside from Peyton Manning, that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've seen play. I test wise. We know that Brady's the GOAT, but I test what I've seen, the way he spins it, though his style of play, and how good of a quarterback he is. Give me that guy over almost anyone. Peyton Manning would be the only person I could because Peyton, I mean Peyton's 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 like a coach with a fucking arm. <laughs> like, Yo, are you saying this house party, this new house party commercial? Like I can't watch this. Why? Because they, they're selling it by celebrity, making it a celebrity event as opposed to a movie. What do we see? We saw Kid Cudi, AD, uh, obviously LeBron. Um, yeah, bro. Like, I'm not trying to see no house party like this, bro. Like, no, nah, house party is supposed to be. Yeah, you got the like celebrities in it, but like, they got to be cool, be, not being celebrities. They got to be like normal, like Martin. Being the DJ with right. the stinky ass breath, right? And play getting work because all the girls won't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, what about this point explosion? Donovan Mitchell had seventy-one points, and uh, 60, 20, 10, well, sixty twenty-one and ten. Oh, the more – oh, my God, it's out of my face. Uh, let me see. I think I got a, a, a piece that breaks it all down. Let's see. Did I save it? Did I save it? Please say I saved it. 27 40-plus point games from 12-23-22 to 1-23-23. Joel Embiid – so we're starting in, in, in chronological order. Joel Embiid, 44. Tyrese Halliburton, 43. R.J. Barrett, 44. Shea Gildress, 44. Luka, 50. Jason Tatum, 41. Jokic, 41. Darius Garland, 46. Embiid, 48. Luka, 60. Giannis, 45. DeMar, 42. Zion, 43. Jokic, 40. Julius Randle, 41. Giannis, 43. Zach Levine, 43. LeBron James, 47 against the Hawks. Jordan Poole, 41. CJ McCollum, 42. Luka, 51. Paul George, 45. Klay Thompson, 54. Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. DeMar DeRozan, 44. LeBron, 43. Joel Embiid, 42. Where's Trey Young? This was from 12-23 to, I, I don't know. I didn't see him. He didn't score that many points from the 23rd to the 2nd. No, I know. Um, he probably was mad at Nate, so he didn't play his best. 
because he want Nate fired. You I mean, he of- got he already got Schlink low key fired, and that's who believed in you. Well, he got Lloyd Pierce fired too, which maybe he obviously deserved to be, but it was still rift between those two too, if you remember. You know, some people would never be happy. <laughs> John no, Wall is on the is on the bench, baked. He's not playing today. He's baked. Well, they're in Denver. I mean, he lives it's in L.A. What's the difference, right? He lives in L.A. What's the difference? You can go True buy them. But at least you know they get to see what the Colorado Kush is like, huh? Uh, from my friends, I've never been to a dispensary, but my friends tell me like in the in the Denver dispensaries. Like they they pick your shit off off the plant for you, so it's like super fresh. I, I don't know though. Uh, but one years ago, huh? Oh well, you know, years ago. Hey, so do you think the NBA is like with the scoring? Are the offensive players just that good and the defense that bad, or have they just figured out like like where is it coming from? Have we just said, hey, we figured out pace and space? Just pace, yeah, because the thing is is that you're getting so many possessions so it gives you more scoring opportunities. And at the end of the day, these guys are still in the NBA. So, I mean, they're, they are great basketball players, of course, because if you make it to the league, I mean, you're – I mean, you're a guy, right? Like, I mean, I mean you're, you're a, a guy. A lot of great guys who don't make it to the league to so the ones who do exactly. make it. But that should go to show you just how good the guys are in the league because you've seen guys that don't make it that are fucking – you're like, man, nah, that boy is – he's different. Like – um, and what I think about it though is it's not outlier games because it's like the best players in the league who are doing it. Right. It's not like Jamal Crawford dropping 50. I wouldn't even say Jamal Crawford. You say Hooper and like an all time Hooper, but he's, he's a microwave like, guy. No, right. more like he's Corey Brewer. A Corey Brewer's 50 ball. Corey Brewer's 50 ball is different. Yeah. Because no, you don't expect Jamal Murray to not Jamal Murray, Jamal Jamal uh, Crawford to drop fifty. But we all know him and Lou Will are capable of going crazy, like going yeah. crazy. You don't you don't ever expect Corey Brewer or Terrence Ross to give you a fifty ball, right? Ever. Hey, Mo Williams got a fifty ball too. Really? They say they say Tony Delk was the the worst player to ever get a fifty ball. You mean double zero, Tony Delk? <laughs> from the Celtics, yeah. I, I don't know, know if he was at a fifty ball though. I think Corey Brewer was the the worst fifty ball. You gotta know what the thing with Corey Brewer at least is. How do he we was, know who Corey Brewer is? He was five, Florida. Exactly. Like I couldn't tell you. And granted, Tony Delk probably played ball in the late nineties, college ball. But like I couldn't tell you much about Tony Delk except for that his number was double zero and he played for the Celtics. And he played for I think the Magic too, like at one point. I just know he played with uh he played with Twan and Paul Pierce when the Celtics didn't know what the hell they were gonna do with their franchise. You mean when uh when the coach, I think last name was O'Brien, he kind of looked like the Celtic himself, <laughs> the coach. Did you not all I used to think that all the time. And and obviously, like I I, I liked Paul Pierce growing up. I mean, of course. My number was 34 growing up. And then, of course, it says Pierce on the back, even though it's not spelled the same. It, you know, I was, but I always grew up with Paul Pierce, so I used to kind of watch them a lot. Plus, you know, Paul I, Pierce, back the truth. You know, I like Paul Pierce until he got on TV. Well, Jalen Rose kind of set him straight. 
<laughs> Straight in. Um, Lakers are not going to move their 2027 and 2029 picks uh, to make the team better this year. Uh, and I think it's still like a F you to LeBron because they are tired of listening to him. Mm-hmm. But then they re- they resigned him because they had to, because if they didn't, other vets wouldn't come there. Uh, what are the Lakers doing? Are they trying to keep LeBron there to sell jerseys and tickets, but then sabotage him because they don't run their own team? Like, what what are they doing? Because Palinka's got a got extension, which tells me Genie's not trying to win because Palinka is shitting the joint up. I think business is still good because they sell that arena out, and nobody is even with the Clippers having at least on paper a far superior fucking team, um, and possibly, possibly, probably, possibly slash probably better coach. Matter of fact, it's not probably. Tyler no, better coach than Darvin Ham. Um, man. I think that they're just kind of letting this thing play itself out. They are really hoping that they get a shot at the postseason, something similar to in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers this year and same with uh, Tom Brady to where they kind of just like, well, if we can at least get in the dance, who knows what can happen. I think that that's kind of the approach that they're taking because uh, there's nothing you can do about AD's health except trade him. And I don't know what the return on AD would be Trey Young. I, oh, I would absolutely take that. I, I mean, I would take it because of the ceiling the Hawks would have. And it would be much better than what they would do with Trey healthy to begin with. And even mm-hmm. without AD, they could, I feel like they could do pretty much the same thing without Trey. Low key. Hold on. The NCAA is investigating Michigan football for apparently they were doing too much stuff on the field during COVID. Yo, give it a rest. He's out. He's out. Yeah, he's out because they're about to get sanctioned. He's out of there. You think it's going to be similar to like when Pete left USC yep. type sanction type thing? Where yep. he just like went and then think about Pete never had a desire. Or did anyone ever contact Pete to come back to college? Like ever? Why would they? Or did his success take off so quickly to where it made no sense for him to ever go back to college because he had already climbed the mountaintop twice. Yeah. And then, of course, climb a mountaintop in the NFL. It's just like, well, why would I go back? Yeah, I, that's what it was. And you know the sad thing about that right there is that Mike Tomlin was rumored to take the USC job. And he's like, yo, y'all don't rumor Pete Carroll. Y'all don't rumor Andy Reid. Y'all don't rumor Sean Payton to get a college job. Why am I getting rumored for this? I'm not even a college guy. And these are not his words, but he was not, he's not even a college guy. Never had a losing season, and shit. If he went Sunday, that that's I, I, I coached the most, one of the like most famous like fucking NFL teams, one of the most valuable franchises, and in, in, in literally a heritage team of the NFL. You're like, hey, I have great job security, and I come home and see my wife every night. Okay, what the fuck makes y'all think I'm gonna get on the road and recruit, nigga? No. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's hit a little pop coach before we get out of here. Uh, black social media is upset that Dana White is not getting talked about for uh, putting hands on his wife. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the video? I did see the video. Uh, she smacked him first, and then he smacked her back. Basically, I don't. And obviously, we don't know the context of everything. Not that the context even matters. 
because the video just tells you exactly what happened. It was a domestic dispute. It was he's, domestic. He's wrong no matter what. Period. She's Agreed. wrong. She's wrong no matter what. Period. Based on our societal standards, he is more wrong. Period. But for me to make, for me to accurately give my opinion, I want the context. And again, I won't ever dismiss him hitting her back and, and say that's okay. I won't, I won't say that. But I'd like to know the context because it paints a true picture because... Hey, dog, sometimes women step out of line. And depending on who you are, how you were raised, you may respond because you may not see woman. You may see I got assaulted, so I respond with assault. Now, it's important for men to be above that because society tells us that we're, I mean, not society. We are stronger than women, larger than women naturally. So you should not hit them. But when we talk about equality, what do you want equality at? Because if you say you want equality, you want to be treated like you want to be treated the same. And that means if you if you slap me, because if hey, Parley Pete, if you slap me, we're fighting. Right. Do, well, and and even if for the Bible thumpers out there, you know, do unto others. Right. I mean, as you had them do unto you. If you don't want to be smacked, then don't smack somebody. Right. Really but. But again, like for me, you don't put your hands on a woman. You walk away. She puts her hands on you. Hey, man, be be the bigger man. They don't say be the bigger woman. They don't say be the bigger person. The saying is be the bigger man. And maybe that's the misogynist saying, be the bigger man, and you walk away. And if that's how your wife is acting, you get out of there. You leave. You, bro, you leave. You leave. You go home. And if she doesn't want to leave, that's fine. But you go home or you go to the hotel. You say, or Dana White, he has another house. Go to another house. Hey, I'm here tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow when you're sober. And we'll, we'll, we'll work through this. You know what I mean? But you, you got you to gotta take the high road there. But then, you know, here's the sad part about it. That shit's not being talked about. And I get we don't trust media. But all the stuff that AB did, it got to talk, bro. If AB, if AB was driving down the highway and pulled over in the middle of the night and took a piss because he was 15 miles in between exits, and there are parts of this country where you there'll be like no exit, 20 miles. Right. He's like, okay, I got a piss. He gets out, he takes a piss. They'll record and say, look at look at Antonio uh, Antonio Brown indecent exposure. How did y'all even get this picture, bro? What, y'all following this man? But then this story doesn't get talked about. It's not talked. I didn't hear it on any sports show that I listened to today. Like, what does Dana White have on y'all that he doesn't get talked about for obviously assaulting his wife? Right. Now, if they want to work it out, that's on them. I don't I don't give a damn. I ain't gonna say he should be he should be he should have to get a divorce. UFC is not going to kick him out. Like he makes them too much money. Hey, world! When people make other people a lot of money, they don't get fired because they do something that y'all don't like. Because the people who like, 
the people who like the product are still going to walk like the product because they're not watching for the person that that you're pissed off about. They they care about the product itself. Uh, they like team over players. So I just I just think there should be more outrage because we get outraged about other stuff, and it and it and it brings up the question of the the bullshit of the media. The reason why I started this podcast, the reason why we do this podcast is we don't want to be what they do on ESPN. That's why we make fun of them. We don't want to be what Skip and Shannon are. That's why we talk shit about that stuff. Like we want to talk about stuff because nobody's paying us. We don't have a battery in our back to be like, oh, well, we can't offend these people. We talk shit about our friends on here all the time. And we love these guys. Like if they say some bullshit that y'all would never hear about, we bring it to the podcast. Like Josh Holsey saying that, you know, Teams can uh the team who loses the game can be the better team. It's like yeah okay bro got it. Or that or that or that Chase Evans is a touchdown machine with you know, two touchdowns on the year. It happens, you know. Everybody's <laughs> got bad takes. I guess it's kind of the end game of that comment. But um yeah, but yo, I'm not even saying cancel data, fire data. I just want somebody to talk about it. You know, like, can we just talk about it? No, I, you know, I didn't, you didn't really even see much on ESPN about it either. Bro, I didn't see it until somebody sent me the D.L. Hughley clip up. Like, like, I didn't know that it happened. Well, and then you want to know too, I'm not going to say it kind of got swept under the rug, but like, it was during, it was New Year's Eve. Okay. Bowl games. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, Demar uh, Hamlin, that story pops up sooner than that. Completely, like, just takes away from any sports story. Hell, you barely heard about uh, Donovan Mitchell seventy-one points, you know. And so that kind of just wiped everything away. But it was a New Year's story, bowl games. Uh, there was so much oh. going on. Bro, they've, so they've, they've dug up tweets from 10 years ago, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, um, I'm just telling you how I see it. <laughs> On why it's not like being talked about as much, at least. All right. Here's what I say media, do a better job. Like, you know, when, when, when people talk about the media being biased and not giving the people the information that they need to hear and they're covering people's backs, this is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. And to the next piece, what's his name? George Santos. George Santos, the, the Republican uh, representative from Long Island. I was listening to a, a New York Times podcast, uh, The Daily. Yeah, I'm going to shout out The Daily uh, uh, for this. Uh, shout out to Josh Holdy for sending me that liberal podcast to listen to. And I listen to it pretty much on The Daily. That's why I give him shit about his lib takes, because I listen to the media he listens to. But I'm a fan of The New York Times, by the way. Like, I read The New York Times damn near, damn near every day, okay? So I'm not just anti-New York Times. But anyways, I'm listening to this piece that they're talking about on George Santos. Because he's like been a big fat phony. He said he worked for all these like Wall Street corporate these companies. He didn't. 
He said he's like gay, but he's straight with a wife. He said he went to like some college in Beirut and NYU. He did. And he said like his his grandparents fled the Holocaust. Not 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 true. He has ties to Brazil. Like it's he just he said like all the political stuff that would make a pony. Yes. But he he said a bunch of stuff that would make Republican like like Democrats, like the, the libs vote for a Republican. Because he just hit like all of the bars, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's a Jew, oh, right. survive, ho- ho- kid of a Holocaust survivor, you know, got out. But he, he's a phony. He's a and big fat phony. Shout out to Family Guy. But so the New York Times does an article that exposes all of his lies, and but it's after he already got elected. So then. They're talking about on the podcast, and, he, and the guy's talking to the to the to the reporter who uncovered it, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't do it before because you know, usually the way this works is the opposite party does their research and they expose the problems with the other person, and we kind of use that as our launching point. And some of the stuff that they exposed, it came out, but no one really talked about it. And so then I did this article, and you know we're. In, you know, we're based out of New York, but we're more of a national thing now. And there are a lot and like we don't get funding for certain articles versus other stuff. And I'm sitting there like, oh, so you failed to do your job in your front yard. And now you're trying to come here and say that you give all these 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 reasons why you did not ex- expose this guy. If you would have exposed this guy in the beginning, you would have the money would have came back. Because people would have cared, because it would have it would have shaped the election. And you work for the New York Times, who's supposed to be a left leaning uh, publication, which means the Democrat probably would have fucking won had you put this shit out. And it was just so funny how they like came up with all these different excuses as to why this didn't come out when it needed to, and now it's coming out later when it doesn't fucking matter because he's already been elected. And I just go, bro. Where's the media accountability? Like the media, the press, journalists are always trying to hold people accountable. But they don't get held accountable because I think the American citizens don't realize that the media is not on the up and up all the time and we cannot listen to them. It's okay. We cannot consume them, you know? Yeah, whether and it doesn't matter what network's bias is either. Both. I mean, both sides. It's nothing to really listen to and i don't think that we'll ever get to the stage at where there isn't some sort of a bias specifically in politics because politically it is kind of just like religiously it's really hard to kind of hide that and just in a sense of yes we're humans first but a lot of people like to be overtaken by uh you know, that whatever side it is that you choose. And of course the media is because that's what you're consuming probably more than anything. It's all media, right? Like all of its media, it's, it's, it's always going to be swayed a certain way. And then it's always going to influence the way that somebody thinks if you're already somebody that agrees with what they think, like it's going to make you feel like you're more reaffirmed in what it is that you believe. Like, dog, I feel like that's not what you should be going to, Especially journalistic based media, you should not be going to be reaffirmed. You should be going to learn. You know, when I when I scroll through the athletic, when I scroll through the times, when I scroll through my Instagram feed, because I'm a, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, most of my Instagram feed, 
I'm not aligned with it. I, I just know it's more of what's in alignment with black culture. And I'm trying to relate to black America the best I can and use the topics that are talked about in black America and bring it to a different light. And I feel like not to speak to your timeline, but to speak to your ideology, bro, we are openly conservative, conservative leaning black people. I'm not gonna say we're conservative black people, but we have a lot of conservative leanings, but we could also go to LA and party and have a great time. You know what I mean? Like, and I think we speak for more black people than we get credit for, but the, the black message that we push is not the popular narrative. No, it isn't. And, and it's, you know, obviously some could consider this my opinion, which I mean, I guess that is what it is. It's an opinion, but black people are so okay with, Voting for the Dems and and not getting anything back for it. That and then just not even like thinking about it, like in a sense of and look, because I can say that at one point in my life, I mean that's what it seemed like to me. Whether that be the influence of like kind of my parents a little, like a little, I didn't really pay attention to politics until I was a teenager to begin with. Mm-hmm. But and by that time, who was in fucking office, right? Barack Obama, which you know, Obama, Obama, what nigga Obama. Was not voting for Obama, like every nigga. Hey, hey, I blindly supported Obama, and a lot of his shit that he did politically, I didn't stand for, and I don't give a damn because my president is black, my Lambo is blue. God damn it! And that's what matters. Damn, my rims, my rims ain't too. Mama ain't at home. Daddy's still in jail. <laughs> but 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 even with that, I think you, I think you and I can have a conversation that says what Obama did historically is more important than anything he did politically. Absolutely. What he stands for and 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 the at least from a all-around aspect of the man the what he stands for and for him to 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 be what many people could at least from a public standpoint look at is man this is one of the most the sharpest like black dudes like ever <laughs> like like and, ever he was, well, he was of- honestly he was qualified as fuck like for the position and the charismatic like he embodies black men in a very positive light he likes big bungums that too, but he he put a lot of a lot of people's grandparents to bed with a smile on their face, like they went to rest seeing something they never thought that they would see. You know, like my my mom went to a segregated school, my grandmother obviously went to segregated school. My grandmother picked cotton, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she's also seen a black president, and. Despite how some of us can can be cynical about the government and people being selected versus being elected, you know, damn all that. Some symbolism is good symbolism, and that symbolism was something that that you there's no tangible, there's nothing, there's no tangible like I guess outcome no tangible product that you can that you can take from that but 
It told a lot of niggas they can do whatever they want. Even if it ain't true. Well, because at one point, that was what was not true. Like, yes. A, a, a nigga in a house, a white, what's called the White House, that was built by slaves. Ooh, hey, no, I lived in a White House. Oh, it's the White House. Oh, <laughs> oh it's the White House. I See, love the White House because it's the White House. Or it's the right house. I love the white house. Oh, because it's my house. One, nine, eight, deuce. Yeah, that's the white hall chant. That oh, I know man. what it is. Bro, why there, are are a, there are a lot of, I tell you what, I can't speak oh. for your class, but I know that my freshman year, I know exactly who was living in Whitehall. <laughs> Same as my year, and we got a bad rap, and I, I don't say, we got a, not a bad rap, we got a rap that was not at all descriptive of what was going on in that house. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few people got some words they probably never heard from their own father, from that that that, that campus in the gates, mm-hmm. from yours truly, for bringing disrespect to the White House. I was a Brazil nigga. Um... Boy, you ain't been to Rio de Janeiro. I was a Brazil nigga. Oh, junior nigga. That hey, hey, how much do you care about Young Thug? Like getting a bunch of small, like only eight charges sticking. I don't really care. Um, I, I just want criminals off the street. That's all I care about. I just, I just, I just want Atlanta to be safer because the World Cup is coming soon. We we want to bring more events back to the city. Like, I, you notice they skipped over us for the final four. Once they named like the next like five destinations, and it was just like really, it's just like so. Even though we didn't get it COVID year, y'all not gonna make up for it. But y'all made up for the NFL draft COVID year being in Vegas. Y'all made up for uh, I think the Rams. No, the Rams. Oh, are going Hold on, bro. I got sports center right now, and the doctors are doing a press conference on Demar Hamlin. What happened to HIPAA? Do pro athletes not have HIPAA? They've been doing it though. Like they did it earlier too. I saw it earlier when we were there. That's weird. That's weird. Hey, the Michigan State players who beat up the Michigan players—they uh played out, and they got misdemeanors. Good. I'm glad they didn't get charged for felonies. Because if you've actually been an athlete and you've been around and you've been in some of those situations, I'm not saying that it's right, but rivals have fought each other before. And if somebody was by himself, he may or may not have gotten stomped out. I ain't do it, but uh, shit happens, man. Uh, what else we got on here? Doesn't happen that way. At least I tell you what, the way that Jim Harbaugh. Uh, well, do we trust anything that Jim Harbaugh says? He's going to tell us that he's going to be at Michigan and he won't. So. Do you no, want to talk? Do you sure, want to no. talk? Hey, do you want to talk about like black women real quick and 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 have the, or set them off or sit on it till next week and then just do the picks? I mean, it's it's your call because apparently black women own black hair products owned by other black women and they can't share those because. They don't want to sit at the table. They want to create their own table, and they don't really support black business if it doesn't feed them when they want it because, you know, I thought we're trying to create 
generational wealth in the black community, not uh black owned and black only products. You know, we we hated segregation back in the sixties, but all of a sudden we want it back when we can create it. Uh, yeah. Did I sum it up already? You did. That was. I mean, we, we even when we talked in pre-production, that's exactly what I said. It, it just in a sense of, I'm like, yeah, it's as if you know we want segregation or something on products of our own. I, it's weird behavior. It's uh, I'm not gonna say it's typical, but it's. Uh, you can say it's typical. I I can't because I I didn't marry a black woman, so you know I can't speak on anything that has anything to a black woman because I'm part of the problem. And on that note, we're going to move on to these picks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, you're really throwing it in the hot water there. Um, Bro, you know that's what they'll say, though. No, that is what they say. And I love black you're, women. Like, I'm about to raise the black daughter. I actually, love my black you know, mom. You're not, but you're not the biggest seller because you're not a coon. Now, see, if you marry a white woman, you'd be coon. I married a white woman. They might not let me back at homecoming. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. A little milk of magnesia. Um, no, what would no, Kyle it, say? What, what, what would Kyle say? How dare you? Uh, she say, um, Lee, he's like, just very interesting. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be one of those type of comments. Hey, and we love Kyle. That, that's the homie. That's the doctor. Yeah, shout out to that. And and here's the thing: like I, I make these jokes, but we there are we have a lot of strong black women in our lives who have their strong black women opinions that we value. Some 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 we agree with, some we don't. And and there's actually great discourse. And when certain instances like this come up, I lean on those black women to like, hey, I think these black women are tripping right now. I think this shit's stupid. Please help me understand you all better, so that so I understand your plight and why this affects you this way. Not saying that I'm going to agree with it, and 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 because no, I'll still say it, like this is dumb. If I think right. it's dumb, but I do want to understand. And aside from all the jokes and bullshit that we do, part of of what I know I want to do here, and part of what Pete wants to do here is have conversations with people, learn about their experience. And not necessarily agree, but learn. Learning's important. It is. It's uh, essential. And um, this used to always be on, I don't know how big of a Mortal Kombat player you were, but uh, Mortal Kombat 3, literally on the opening of the game, there would be a message that would say knowledge is power, which is a common, obviously, like saying, but the fact that it was on before I was about to, Fucking fatality, somebody. I thought it was an interesting way for them to put that message out there. <laughs> hey, I just recently bought Mortal Kombat for the PS5 because the wife uh, wanted me to get a game that she could play. So uh, I think tomorrow night for date night, we're going to play Mortal Kombat. Also, she's going to join us Wednesday for the uh, Back in the Groove podcast because she watched it with me. Right. You know, I still need to finish everything after Matt left. I have not finished that, but I watched everything up until Matt was gone. I have enough questions that you can spin off of if you don't get to it. Okay. Like, just, like, the characters are there. And yeah, because I know who the characters are. So then we can talk We can talk the results, but, like, it, 
the characters that you introduce that you were introduced to the in the early episodes are there for a reason and like because I went back and rewatched like, it. Like man, uh, what I forgot his name, like a man that whose mom was on the show, like Stephen and which, Steph. It was obviously planted, like we knew that, like yeah. Yeah. He, he he got picked to to make the show seem better. We yeah we know. Well, to add some some uh, injury, artificial drama. No, <laughs> like, imagine talking about like trying to pop. Man, yeah, he's like you saw this chick. He's like, man, I'd fuck the shit. Like like he's like, I mean, I'm talking, bro. I'm bending her over, bro. I'm giving her. I'm every hole's getting filled by me that night. If I got her. Yeah, that bro. Time, I'm trying to, like you're I'm saying trying to, in front of a minute. Bro, somebody like bro, I'm trying to lick them scars back there. You know what I mean? Like, come on, baby. <laughs> man, let's get on to these fucking picks, man. Um, uh, all right. Are you what kind? Of, are you doing college picks? We don't have to necessarily give it its own segment. I mean, I think we all know exactly what way I'm going here. Are you going Georgia to cover? I am. Right now, the line is currently at twelve and. Contrary to popular belief, I think that they purposely set the line to start at 13 and a half because they knew that so many people were going to take it because it's just like there's no way that they beat them by two touchdowns. I have to imagine that Georgia caps off an undefeated season with like a dominant effort and maybe the best game that they played all year against a TCU team that was very good and it's been a great story. But at the end of the day, um, they're just not in the same league. I took UGA minus 13 and a half, by the way. Well, I'm just and, – and, and, and I just think that they set it up literally for people to, to, to hop on it. That's why it's gotten down a point and a half already. And I don't feel any need to go alt or anything. I, I like Georgia to cover the 12. Yeah. Hey, I got it there, and I bet it – I bet the 13 and a half because I didn't care what the market was going to do to the line. Georgia 13 and a half. I think the game uh, – And I think it also – I know I was dead fucking wrong last week on the over-under. I also think it goes under. I, bet I don't think TCU gets past 20. So, because I don't think they get past 20, I just see it going under. We'll talk that out. Do you want me to put that in, in the description or you just want me to put the, uh, the minus 12? You can put both. Minus okay. 12, under, under 63. All right. So, hey, Parley Pete, we have – UGA minus 12 and UGA versus TCU national championship game under 63. That's the official pick. All right. Now it's time for Parlay Peace NFL six pack. Well, that's quite the intro, and I do greatly appreciate it. And this will be – it won't be our last six-pack of the year, but, of course, it's the final week of the NFL. Um, so let's get into it. We're going to do – I tried to get as many meaningful games in as possible, games that kind of will determine something, that actually have meaning to uh, the playoff picture. Unfortunately, they do not have the Bills-Patriots uh, lineup, so I won't touch it because it hasn't been put up yet. Um, but that was one of the games that I did want to touch. But we won't be touching it. So we'll we'll just go ahead and get into the ones that we will be touching. We're going to start off with the AFC South Championship game. I 
am so tempted to take the Jaguars minus six here. Minus six. Yes, it was minus six here. But I'm just going to touch the over-under. I don't think Josh Doss puts any points up, and I think that they stack the box all day against Derrick Henry and that it's a low-scoring game. So we're just going to take under 40 uh, in the Titans at Jaguars AFC South Championship. Next game. This game is actually the only game that has absolutely no meaning to it. But I think that uh, these guys are going to finish the season strong for Steve Wilkes. And if they had won, this would have been a potential NFC South championship game. Let me get the Carolina Panthers plus three and a half at New Orleans. I think close game. I ultimately do think Carolina is going to win, but we'll just take the points because they're giving it to us. Uh, Next game. This game does have implications because my belief is that the Bills are going to beat the the Patriots. And because they're going to beat the Patriots, this now turns into a playoff game for the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins' money line. They have them at minus 135, and I understand why, because two is not playing, and then there's a chance that Teddy apparently might not play, or it's going to be like Skylar Thompson. I think that they get it done at the end of the day, and I think that if they don't get it done, Mike McDaniels, this will be a pretty epic collapse, buddy. Yeah. Eight and four to eight and nine. Boy. I don't know. I think I think I think a guy like Sean Payton being available, and then a guy like Tom Brady being available, and that you know that little rumor that they had, it would open the door for something like that if they don't win this game and they lose at home to the Jets. Remember, um, the, remember the business school at Michigan is named after the Dolphins owner, it's named after Stephen Ross. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, next we got the final game of the regular season. The Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. I think that it should come as no surprise to anyone here. And kind of like we talked about earlier in the show, Lee, sometimes we got to change our mind on this type of stuff. I don't step in front of Aaron Rodgers on a streak headed into the playoffs, and I won't do it with the Detroit Lions as much as I would love to be correct on my uh, preseason pick for the playoffs, having the Lions sneak in as that last team. We're going to roll with uh, Go Pack Go and uh, A.A. Ron Rodgers on the money line. We're going to take the Green Bay Packers on the money line. Stroke Uh-oh. like Aaron. Yep. And then next game, a game that has somewhat of a meaning, I guess, depending on what happens in the Eagles game, which I won't touch because they have the spread at 14, and that makes it sound like Daniel Jones isn't playing. That's what that seems like, that him and Sick, like they're going to rest guys. Is what That's what that line tells me. That line was 14, so I didn't want to touch it. Tyrod might be better, though. Just throwing it out there. He might be, but if nobody else is playing and Philly knows hey, it. I mean, even though that 14 is still really steep. It may be t- it may be Kenny Galladay and, and Tyrod out there, and they might start flinging that thing around the yard. You think he'll get the 75 catches? For the 750? No? Okay. Well, either way, we're going to uh, go with the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears because Minnesota is playing for something. And more importantly, they need to get that bad taste out of their mouth for that ass whooping they took last week against the Packers. They're playing against a Justin Fieldless Bears team. Uh, I'm going to lay the seven and a half because they are still playing for what could be the number two seed if San Francisco fucks around and finds out. Um, And then finally, another game that's got somewhat of a meaning and Bobby Wagner coming out and talking about it today made me kind of want to get on the Baker train one final time. Um, We got the the L.A. Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to take the Rams plus seven and a half to get the cover as our final regular season pick of this season. You said plus seven and a half? 
plus seven and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that seven and a half. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This is probably the hardest week of least three. So just for everyone out there, I don't know if you peeped this or noticed this. Least three is built from Parlay Pete's six packs, right? I don't bring you my my three bets for the week. I take my three bets from the six pack. And this is not me putting out a disclaimer or nothing. I, I make my picks on site. We don't we don't we don't talk picks before the show. No, we don't. <laughs> so Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Please, three. Hove did. Got it out there because Hove did these picks. Because we wouldn't have the NFL without Hove. We wouldn't. Like I told you, I took UGA. About Neelink? Huh? No, when he had that meeting with Roger Goodell and they, like, focused in on him, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't think this is about Neelink. Like, but it was I kind of like saying like i can't believe y'all are like caught up in this <laughs> like all right we gotta move past this we gotta move we gotta get we gotta get the games back going businessmen who hove yeah no nah, roger goodell is because roger goodell he has lifetime insurance from the nfl but the players don't talk about a scam legend he has lifetime access to the nfl's private jet legend he gets paid over. You see, Jerry didn't want to pay Roger Goodell. Legend. Hold on, hold on. He told Kraft, "Don't fuck with me." Because <laughs> that's, that's all about me. You're like, hey, hold on. Why are we giving this man all this money? What has he done to get all this money? We make the product. We we draft the players. All he do is, is listen to us and tell and tell the owners like Arthur and and, and what's my man? What's my man in Carolina? Tepper. Tepper. Hey, Tepper, I don't give a fuck how much money you got. Shut up. Jerry and Robert Kraft run this meeting. And Cronky, you get to speak when they done. Right. And 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 the and you know the the Maras and they say whatever they want to when they want to. The, the Steelers folks, you know. Cool. Yeah, it's certain it's certain teams in the league who just run the league. So all Roger Goodell. I promise you, me and you could go take Roger Goodell's job right now in the league would would not lose any money. It runs itself. And not to say that Roger Goodell is not doing a, a good job, but just that most people could do a good job. Hey, I'll take Roger's job for two million. Just give me the private jet, give me the give me the health care, give me the FaceTime, and let me do a podcast still. Bet, run it. Done deal. A little bit All better right. than four fifty in uh Baton Rouge, huh? Nobody wants to go to Baton Rouge. It's not even them niggas who play at LSU. Well, that's why they get out of there as soon as they can. Three years and we're done. Joe Burrow, two. Out of here. <laughs> we be out of here. I'm pushing P. <laughs> All right, let's get the least three, man. So when you give me UGA minus 12 and I already like better minus 13 and a half, I, I got to. Dogs on top. I'm going to take the Dolphins on that money line because I'm a sucker for pain and I'm rooting for them. Plus, I think, well, Mike White might be starting, but 
I was going to say Zach Wilson, you know, Robert Sala, he apparently hadn't given up on him. So we'll guess we'll get to see, right? Vikings are playing something. Justin Fields isn't playing. Uh, the The Vikings got to cover seven and a half, bro. Like, well, considering the ass whooping that they took last week, and then they still are. Like I said, there is a chance that they can get the two seed, and not that it matters that much. But I would much rather if I win my first playoff home playoff game to have San Francisco come to me as opposed to having to go to them. So yeah, no, yeah, no, like the third string quarterback. Yeah, and, and with with the time difference, I think. It fucks up. It fucks up San Fran a lot more. No, make that happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, least three UGA minus twelve, Dolphins money line, and Vikings uh, minus seven and a half. Man, hey, Parley Pete, guess what? What? I'm gonna see you on Saturday. Yes, you will. Hey, but hey, do not sign off as we close out this podcast because we're just gonna do some quick onesie twosies. Um, hey guys. Thanks for tuning into the show. We had a very long show, but we talked about a lot close of stuff. Huh? Say, so getting close to the record. Yeah, we're getting close. And here's the sad thing: we're all the whole gang is going to be together next weekend, and we're not giving y'all any content from that weekend. Hope did. Hope did. We out of here, man. Y'all have a great week. Probably be out in the morning or in the afternoon. It's not going to be out in the morning.